scripture of the day comes from Genesis, the 21st chapter, the 8th through the 21st verses. The child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, playing with her son Isaac. So she said to Abraham, Cast out this slave woman with her son, <clears throat> for the son of the slave woman shall not inherit along with my son Isaac. The matter was very disturbing to Abraham on account of his son. But God said to Abraham, Do not be distressed because of the boy and because of your slave woman. Whatever says for you to do, do as she tells you, for it is through Isaac that offspring shall be named after you. As for the sword of the slave woman, I will make a nation of him also, because he is your offspring. So Abraham rose early in the morning, took bread and a skin of water, and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, along with the child, and sent her away. As she departed and wandered about in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she set the child, she set the child under the one of the bushes. Then she went away and sat down opposite of him a good way off, about the distance of a bowshot, for she said, Do not let me look on the death of the child. As she sat opposite of him, she lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy, heard the voice of <clears throat> excuse me, the voice of the boy, and the angel called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubled you, Hagar? Do not be afraid, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Come, lift up the boy and hold, a skin, hold him fast with your hand, and I will make a great nation of him. Then God opened the eyes, her eyes, and she saw a well of water. She went and filled the skin with water and gave the boy drink. God was with the boy, and he grew up. He lived in the wilderness and became an expert with the boat. He lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother got a wife for him from the land of Egypt. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. When I attended uh, both Alabama and Emory, uh, one of the extracurricular activities that I was uh, involved in was intramural sports. Uh, I had uh, a competitive side in in me, and one of the ways in which I had the ability to let that out was through intramural sports. Um, and so I, one of the sports that I played was flag football. And I remember vividly, right, uh, there was one season that I was kind of like on the, the defensive line, right? Like my job was to go after the quarterback and pull his flags, um, which was great. And so being that I was kind of always right there by the ball before it was snapped, I would uh, kind of inch a little maybe over the ball to try to kind of hear what the other team was about to do. And most of the time I got caught. Let's just be honest. I wasn't very subtle about it. And so they kind of shooed me away, right? I was unwanted in their little huddle right there. I was not someone that they wanted to hear what was going on. And, you know, that's kind of... Uh, playful way of me sharing a time when I was unwanted, because it's valid, right? They don't need to know, or I don't need to know what they're doing, because that's, uh, I guess, cheating, they say, but I don't know. Um, 
But we've all had moments and situations in our lives where maybe we haven't been welcomed for whatever reason. Maybe we haven't been welcomed because of where we are from, right? You know, I tell people all the time when they say they graduated from Pelham High School, I'm like, oh, I can't talk to you, I'm sorry. Because that was Thompson's big rival when I went to school. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, what collegiate sporting team we root for. Sometimes it's just differing of opinions. Sometimes it's because, oh man, your hair, your hair's too long. So you, you can't be a part of the short hair club. Good thing I got short hair-ish. But we all have had those situations where we've looked, we're looked down upon for a lot of times no fault of our own. Uh, we're looked down upon just because we're different than a certain group. We're outcasts. We're the black sheep of a community. And that's very similar to what's going on in our scripture as we read today. So before uh, this particular passage, uh, just a little backstory for those that, that may know or not know. Um, Abraham, right, was called by God to go. And as Abraham follows God's call, he is going to have so many descendants. He is going to have more descendants than stars in the sky. But there's some hesitancy with that because Abraham's wife, Sarah, she's older in age and is thought to not be able to bear children. And so as they begin their journey, as Abraham answers that call, uh, Abraham goes and uh, Sarah is just very worried that she won't be able to produce children. And so then they have Hagar, who is one of the servants for them. And Abraham and Hagar have a child together because of those anxious feelings that Sarah has of being worried she can't bear children. And that's not at all what God had hoped for, right? Uh, and, and so in texts prior to that, uh, there's conversation around that. And then eventually, Sarah and Abraham have Isaac together. So now we're picking up where you have Ishmael, who is Abraham's son by Hagar, and you have Isaac, Abraham's son by Sarah. And you can see a little bit of angst, a little bit of uh, jealousy or worriedness from Sarah, right? Because she, is, she has had uh, Isaac just as God had said she would. And so she wants Isaac to be the one that produces all of the descendants of Abraham. She wants Isaac 
to be the one. And, and so then there is conversation, and all of a sudden, Abraham is sending Ishmael and Hagar away. They didn't do anything wrong. But yet, they were being sent away. And as they're, they're going on their journey, right, uh, we see where Hagar is so worried because as they have been sent away, the resources that there once was is no longer. She had some water and food that was given to her and to Ishmael as they began their journey. But now, as we go through and a little further into the text, we see where there is nothing. And she's so worried that she puts Ishmael in one place and walks away so that she does not see her child pass before her. And all of this, this experience, this situation that they're going through, not really any fault of their own. But, even though they were cast out, even though the, Ishmael was not the one who would go and, and be the, the, uh, the one that fulfills kind of uh, God's prophecy and God's um, calling for Abraham and would continue kind of that birthright down the line through Genesis, God still appeared. God still showed up. God showed up and God told Hagar with angels present where she was able to hear these words, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And in this exchange uh, with God and with the angels that appeared, all of a sudden, her eyes were opened, and she was able to see a well off in the distance and go and be able to then get water for her and her son that had been cast out. And God continues in this conversation uh, telling Hagar in verse 20, right? God was with the boy when he grew up. God was going to continue to be with this boy. This boy who had been cast out just because of who his mother was. This boy who, with no fault of his own, was sitting there thirsty close to death. See, God shows up in the life of those who are cast out, those who 
are shunned. And in the moments in where we do feel like we're the ones that are cast out, where we do feel like we are the ones who are shunned, we do feel like we are the black sheep, we, with no fault of our own, God continues to show up. God continues to be with all of his people. But as we sit here, right, and we acknowledge that we have had moments where we have been cast out, we have moments where we have been uh, the ones who were different for whatever reason, we have probably also been the ones that did the kicking out. Because our human nature, right, uh, we inevitably get uncomfortable at times. We inevitably uh, have people that join certain communities that were like, eh, I don't know. Right? If you're on uh, some type of sporting team, uh, if somebody comes up that maybe is not as athletic, you're like, hmm, do I really want them to play on our team? It's hard at times, but for us to continue to realize that we are all, we are all God's people. And to see how God showed up in the life of Ishmael and Hagar, even when they were cast out. God showed up. There is an um, individual, uh, I guess it probably, uh, he was born in the 70s, maybe uh, early 60s, or late 60s, I'm sorry, early 70s. And um, when he was born, right, and through his life, uh, he was kind of someone that was looked at as like, eh, I, I don't know if, uh, if we want you to be on our baseball team. And the reason being is because he only had one hand that had fully developed. And so when you're playing baseball, that's kind of hard, right? Because you have your hand in the glove, and then your other hand, usually you're throwing the ball. Well, even though early in his life and, and throughout his career, uh, people kind of was like, mm, I'm not sure, this individual ended up continuing forward. Continuing forward where he got a scholarship to play college baseball for the University of Michigan. He was drafted in the first round of the Major League Baseball uh, draft by the New York Yankees. He would go on to throw a no-hitter in the MLB. That's pretty impressive. It's Jim Abbott, for those that may not know. And as I sit and as I, I read his story, as I uh, continued to learn, because um, I had kind of heard about him, right, um, 
he had already retired by the time I really got into baseballs, but I knew a little bit of his story. And so I continued to kind of read uh, more and more just to understand because uh, for someone that, right, physically did not look the part of a baseball player, someone who went through coaches, I'm sure, telling him, no, you can't play. It's not going to work. He continued to go forward and continued to have the presence of God surround him. Now, it wasn't necessarily uh, just God who uh, made it to where he was able to accomplish all of the different uh, awards and uh, achievements that he did, right? He had to put in hard work. He had to put in hard work. He had to uh, continue to move forward. But he did. Hagar and Ishmael, as God came to them, they continued to realize that they were surrounded by God, but continued to move forward in a way that they didn't think was possible. God shows up in all of our lives. God shows up in the moments where we are cast out. God shows up to all of God's people. And so as we go into our everyday lives, in the moments where we feel that we have been thrown out, when we feel that, that we are looked down upon, let us know without a doubt that our God is there with us. Our God continues to be with us in all of those moments where we feel that we are not good enough, moments where we feel that we have been thrown out for no reason, where we wonder why God is with us. And so let us continue to look for the ways in which God can guide us. Let us hear the ways that God is speaking to all of God's children. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we come before you today giving you thanks that even when the world throws us to the side, the world tells us that we are not good enough, you are there. You are always there with us. So, use us, Lord. Use us so that we may help others know in the moments where they feel cast out, in the moments where they don't feel as if they are enough, that they are 
actually more than enough and that they are loved. They are loved and they too, just as we are, are a part of the body of Christ. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.